Welcome back to Weekly Dish. <laughs> Took me a minute to get to the button. Where are you? <clears throat> Where are you? Are you in Mexico? Are you here? Are you sitting down in your chair? Are, are you? you driving in your car listening to your favorite weekly show? Yes. I do love explaining to people that we there's like a whole new group of people that don't know that we have a radio show. Because oh. they're... There's a, probably a lot more yes, than new groups. So I would just There's like just to, plenty of Minnesotans who don't know about the show. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. This is a challenge for you weekly dishers, because I know you guys, I know there's a core group of you, like you Everybody. podcast us, you listen every week, you listen when you're doing your errands or you do your runs or whatever. And maybe this is like a weird ask, and Stephanie's going to be horrified <laughs> when I do horrified it. I'm a little horrified because I don't know where you're going I'm with this, tell and you're this, now people. speaking for us. Why don't you help us out? Oh, why don't you help us out this week and pull up your pod, whatever you pod on, and share that and put it on like Facebook, put it on your Instagram, put it in a story and just say, hey, there's this really cool food show that's been happening for 15 years with these really cool chicks that know things like that there's a 48 inch pizza that you can <laughs> barely get in your door and share it with a friend or share it with someone that, you know, listens to podcasts because that would be awesome because we are always sharing information. We love meeting new people. Stephanie was just saying she went to a dinner where she got to meet lots of new folks. Yeah. I met a woman the other day that's a 30-year-old vegan and knew nothing about where to eat. And I was like, oh, girl, yeah, we you got to listen to our radio show. Yeah. So uh, 651-641-1071, if you want to call in, we'll take any of your holdovers for top two an hour or two. But if you want to share what you got with Weekly Dish, we'd appreciate it. All and right. we're going to give you our top two an hour or two right now. Let's do it. Giving the old one two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. All right, okay. I got my first one. You You're ready? You're going to go first. This seems like something that I probably wouldn't like. Okay. And I went into it sort of like, I don't think I'm going to like this, but I'm going to try it. Yeah. And I'm sort of addicted now. Okay. These are the cold brew pour overs at Starbucks. Oh, one I had that I loved is the iced brown sugar oatmeal shaken espresso. Oh, it is a cold drink. So sometimes that's a little on a chilly day. I don't want to have a cold drink, but I'm, I'm stunned by how much I love this drink. Really? Yeah. And it's a hundred calories and it's oat milk, which is good for you. And just a little sweet, not too sweet. It's coffee-ish. They've got one that's an iced chocolate almond milk shaken espresso drink. And these cold brews just work really well. Um, I'm enjoying them quite a lot. Okay. And I'm, I've never had a cold brew before that I've been like, but I've been having cold brews and liking them. Okay. So try it. All right. Um, I like that. I've never, I never get cold drinks. At, Try it next time. And you just, it's, and I, you know, I'm like kind of, I can't do sugary coffees. Yeah. And, so. and it's not like that. They're, they're quite delicious. Okay. 
Uh, all right. So then my first one is going to be actually just a shout out to the magazine, which out <laughs> right now is the, the package of not the magazine, but the package that, you know, we wrote and put out is kind of cool. And I really am proud of it. So I read it last night. It's the tastemakers and food slayers are lovely and talented, deeply, importantly, talented. Zoe Francois is on the cover. And a lot of you have sent notes to me, which is really fun to be like, oh, my God, I saw them one. There's Zoe, you know, so cute. And I just think that it's um, it was really fun to make. And there's a lot of interesting things in there and a lot of interesting people in there, because this isn't about this is not about just restaurants and like, where can I go to get the best burger? This is about the people who are kind of pushing our food scene forward and like. The amount of like for Zoe and it also references Yia, who's got a new show and like all the people who are translating our food scene and our food knowledge to the country via TV. Like that's a segment we talk about. You know, we also talk about in there, um, you know, uh, Luke Shimp from Red Cow. We were just talking about him and Chris Foster from Libation Project came together and are now they have a wine business, you know, that they're like making wine out in California and bringing it here. That's a cool thing that they're doing. Yeah. There was also, I loved the article about the guy that owns Stepchild. Yes. And come the on. innovative products oh. that he's making. You guys, I didn't know about him. I know. He's a visionary that behind the scenes, he's the guy who, who basically started uh Northern, uh, Northern Coop. I think that the food truck, the, yep. the hot chicken Northern, food truck. Yep. And then he uh, also, he owns Stepchild, but he's got more stuff coming. He's yeah, got he's like making more packaged goods. Yes. And he's the one who has got the cease and desist from Smuckers because he's making these things called Gallant Tiger, which is like creative and really cool. Peanut butter and jelly. Uncrustables. Yeah. You guys. So this is what I want to say is like, this is, I know you kind of make fun of me for being my journalism side to deep diving on things. This is just a great February read to like when it's cold and miserable and you just want to take that like sit in a corner with a cup of coffee and read about who's making the food scene better. So I just wanted to shout out because I, love, I loved it. I it loved came in package. my mailbox yesterday. Yay. I brought it to bed with me. Good. I stayed up till 1115 reading <laughs> your package. I loved that Zoe was on the cover. Good. I felt like she looked fresh and hip and fun. So fun. I know. And yeah. Okay. Oh, what's so, your second? Uh, my second one is I went to Potluck. Yeah. And ran into Joy Meatball. Yeah. Which is that even his real name? No. Okay, because I just but call, just him, call Joey him Joey Meatball. Meatball. I think he likes that. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Joey Meatball, it's been a while. Yeah. And he has a pizza place that he's opened there that's doing New Haven style pizza, which I love. Yeah. Which has this really kind of thinner crust and it's got like a char, almost black, kind of like black sheep a little bit. And it's Pecorino cheese, not like super heavy cheese. It's called OG Zaza. Yeah. I had a meatball pizza there with this beautiful ricotta the pecoroni cheese, the black charred bits. Like it was, I mean, I can't stop thinking about that pizza. Like I kind of want to go and get another one tomorrow. Oh yeah. Really good. There's some great new pizzas coming around, man. Just take out, you know, pick it up, eat it at potluck if you want to just, I loved it. It was great. Um, OG Zaza meatball pizza. Okay. Remind me to tell you about, um, a takeout place in Stillwater that's opening. Okay. All right. So, and it's a pizza place. Okay. But my second one is going to be, uh, stories behind the menu, oh. which is next week, you know, which is the thing that we do at Modern Well, but it's Mateo Macby. And if you guys know, if you remember him, he had, uh, do you remember how like I was obsessed with yes. 7th street social and the fried fish they did there? Yeah, That's Mateo. It was, but then he went out West to, a, and he, he opened his own restaurant why can't i remember it do you remember i want to say it was called something table yeah and it was next to a brewery and they you know he opened it up out and it was, was it citizen something maybe it was that 
I'm so sorry, Mateo. But anyway, he opened that up and then that kind of closed down. It was, you know, it was a community style restaurant. And now he moved, he and uh, his his uh, partner, Aaron, they moved to St. Cloud and that area. And they opened Crew, K-R-E-W-E. And it's a New Orleans style restaurant. So he's cooking on February 9th at Modern Well. Their tickets are still available. It's a multi-course dinner. And it's we're kind of like kicking it off with Black History Month. And he's really talking about his grandfather. And he's got some dishes that really pair with these stories about his grandfather and how, you know, the traditions that he learned from him. And it's going to be really interesting. So this is one of those ones that I would say, come to this one. This I one am is fantastically interested in him. Yeah. He's, and I love he's a marvelous his, human. He's just a great person. The food is going to be spectacular. The time wait. is going to be great. So it's stories behind the menu, and it's going to be at Modern Well. If you want to, we'll put a link up on the uh, on the Facebook page for that. Yeah, one. and I just did a wine tasting there. Modern Well is a co working environment. Yeah. It started out being a lot of women, but there are men that are there yeah. now too. Mm-hmm. And it's just if you're looking for co working or a place to just kind of get out of the house if you're working from home and. You need some community sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's a great spot. Yeah. I want to just quickly touch on one other thing that's happening at Modern Well that is right. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Have you heard of this woman who she's a local maker, Nash Posh? No. She is making these vending machines that are <laughs> really cool and they're full of keto, vegan, gluten free products a vending that machine. are all made by BIPOC makers. Oh. And they have one at Modern Well. It's the first one that I've seen actually out in the wild, as it were, because oh I don't get God. out that much. But it's a very cool concept. I, I, I love vending machines. I don't know why. I, I always just think it's they're cool. And I love like when they have unique things in them. And she's just a really interesting person. And you can find this weird vending machine at Modern Well. Yeah. And it, it's not like weird, but it's just. She's got it at the Wilderness Fitness and Coworking. She's got one at Modern Well. She has one at Fueled Collective. Yeah. And then one at Fueled Collective in downtown. And God, just, that's cool. It is just all these products that you've probably not heard of before or really paying attention to or seen. And they're all BIPOC vendors inside the vending machine. Wow. The people aren't inside the vending machine. The people of are not inside the machine. Just but wouldn't to be that be clear. funny? Yeah. No. <laughs> if you could vend someone, God, what a who pay- would you what vend? A, what a bad job. No. Who would you vend off the top of your head if what you, you could put money? Someone like would pop out. Oh, you're gonna Jamie put a dollar in. Oh, that's a good one. KLC. She's my absolute obsession lately. So I would I would vend Jose Anders. Oh, okay. Like I just would love to. I I've, just I want to I want to hit a thing and then have like a bag of popcorn drop and have Jamie Lee Curtis like come with and be like, "You are amazing, girl. Like you can do it. I'm so proud of you." This that's is like a virtual reality thing. We yeah. can make this happen. We probably could. We probably okay. Could. When we come back, I'm gonna give you some ideas for Valentine's Day because I know you need them. Stay with me, girl. Rest your head here and I'll hold you so tight. When morning fitness resolutions fade, your pillow gives you pillow talk. Hit that snooze button. Exercise tomorrow. I'm here for you now. Don't listen to him. Join the YMCA and get top-notch fitness coaches who can hold you accountable. Baby, don't let me down. Stop the pillow talk. Buy a one-month membership and get another month free. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. What is like, this song? I don't know, J V K E. I have no idea who it is, but it's very um ethereal. It makes you feel like you wanna show up for your Valentine in a flowy, see through nighty with 
I don't very have these small feelings. underpants. Nope, I don't have these feelings. And I suppose if you're calling them underpants, the chances yeah, then maybe of them you're being not very in. small. Yeah. <laughs> underpants. In your underpants. Ah, I'm cracking myself up. Oh, my God. Did your mom, what did your mom call them? Or what do you call them? I don't even, I don't know. Underwear. Is it underwear? Underwear. The best thing in German, it's Untertaschen. Okay. <laughs> like, Untertaschen is sort of fun. So I used to yeah, call it that sounds, when I was a kid. I like Untertaschen. It. Or underpants, underwear, undies. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I got to check now. Like, no, you're probably not wrong. And no one's going to know if you're wrong anyway. This is the journalism thing. Just go with it. Fake it till you make it. I know. Okay. I have some ideas for some Valentine-y things. And these are things that I know where it's a couple of weeks away, but I was like, you need to act because you need to reserve things and do things. So one of the things that I'm very excited about yeah. is... This ice cream cake, and there's three versions of it from Sweet Science Ice Cream. Our friend Ashley Olds has made these gorgeous Valentine's Day cream cakes. They're 20 bucks, so they're not super expensive. And you have to pre-order, and then you can pick them up at her shop at 50th in France. There's a lemon one. There's a chocolate one. There's one that has little chocolate hearts on it. Looks very delicious. So that's sweet science ice cream. Okay. Okay. Our friend Robin Dockman, who makes amazing chocolate. Dockman. Thank you. It's like Valentine's Day. She's like her chocolate case is full yes. of cool stuff. Heart boxes. She's in the magazine this week. She's, this month. Is she? Yeah. She's got these really cute Valentine's Day little, they're called puppy love chocolate bars that have the faces of dogs on them. And they're uncanny. They look just like cute little dogs. Everything she does is really amazing. So get chocolate from her. Um, we're going to be at Max's next weekend doing a live broadcast. Max's has fantastic chocolates, caramels, so jewelry, great, Every great time. cards. I might buy jewelry this year. I don't know. Oh, we'll see. I think maybe we should. Yeah. I've bought jewelry pretty much pretty every much year. Pretty much every year there. we broadcast there, you buy jewelry. <laughs> I think that's why they have us. I think so, too. <laughs> um, but so join us. Come out next yeah. week. for. I'm going to be doing a book signing after the show. So 9 to 11, we'll be broadcasting live. Come out, eat some chocolate, shop. And then if you want to get a book or um, have your book signed, you can find me there. All right. Also, just uh, a couple of things that I thought were good. Certix has a pickup this year that is $65 for four courses. And that's per person, but that's on the cheaper side of things that I'm seeing. Yep. So you can start out with a bucatini pasta or a charcuterie board. There's a salad. You can pick between risotto, lobster, crab cakes, or duck. And then there's a dessert. And you can always pick up a bottle of wine with that. So this is pick up in the day of? Or, like, can, or any, I suppose it's... They've got a window that you can pick They've got a window. Up. Yep. Okay. Um, Red Cow and Red Rabbit is doing this cute... They've got a, a menu for Valentine's, but they have a $20 s'more kit that you do at your table. That includes marshmallows. This is a dine-in? or It's this a dine-in is, experience. Okay, okay. Marshmallows, chocolate bars, Reese's peanut butter cups, graham crackers, coconuts, like all, all the, the tabletop things. things. Yep. And then you have your little tabletop bonfire on the table. Yeah. Is it the solo stove one, do you think? I don't know. That's like the big thing right now is it's everyone's got these little though. mini solo stoves for their tables. Yeah. I think it's fun. Yeah. And especially like if you have kids and you're trying to do something Valentine's-y. Yeah. That's a fun one, I think, to do with kids. Or, you know, just to feed your guys more. That's pretty hot. Uh, the Arboretum <laughs> is going to be having their flower show. So for me, there's nothing hotter than going and, like, experiencing hot is it warm? flowers. <laughs> it is warm. They have a humid room. 
Humidity? I just, but like smelling and looking at pretty flowers in the doldrums of February. Listen. That's hot for me. And they also, by the way, when you're out at the flower show, no, there's two things you should know. One, they have afternoon teas that you can book. You can go and sit and have tea among the flowers. And I kind of love that idea because there's little sandwiches and teas. They also have an after hours of the flower show that you can go on and like when everything's closed and it's quiet and they have like little date night things there. They have my book there too if you're at the bookstore. I know they've got copies. Um, Cooks of Crocus Hill has a lot of different classes. Some are sold out, but some aren't. They're kind of doing like a whole week of Valentine's Day things so you can check that out. You wrote about a gentleman this week who's expanding and moving his location, but he has Mark Hugh. He has a February special. It's called Le Amour. Ooh. It's $60. It's an eight inch heart shaped crown of patachu topped <sighs> with strawberry caramel cream puffs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It is, I'm just going to oh, show Oh, it's so Stephanie cute. No, picture. I just clicked it's in. Adorable. It's so cute. It's 60 bucks, an eight inch heart, but it's like, yeah, oh my God. It's really Strawberry beautiful. caramel cream puff, puffs. Hello. Yeah. That's and- gorgeous. Anyone who opens that is going to be wowed. Yeah, super fun. That's a great one. And he's uh, moving. He's announced that they're going to move. They're leaving Frogtown, and they're going to move to uh, Selby Dale neighborhood. Where? Do you know? In the old garage. I don't remember. Like, there's oh, an old garage mechanic, com- you know, around the yes. corner from. It's right around the corner from, from the, the Mississippi Market. Yes, that's it. And by Happy Gnome and yeah. by Sweeney's. Yep, right by. What yeah. a great location for him. I know. It's going to be Fabulous. Love it. That's going to be awesome. Okay. Our friends at Travail have three different experiences. Yeah. They have a date night cooking class. They have a Valentine's Day package in the store. They've got an umami event doing in the basement bar. You really, they just have all different kinds of fun things planned. So if that's something you're interested in. Yep. And then Parlor Bar in St. Paul has something that I thought was pretty fun. It's a prefix menu. It's 55 bucks a person and it's a three course. Yeah. And again, more on the value side of things, I thought. You get a craft cocktail, they have complimentary valet, and they've got the three um, items that you can have from Parlor Bar. Good. Can I shout out one? Please. Uh, we have um, Diane Mua is doing a pop-up. That wasn't on your list, is it? So I'm not no, stealing uh-uh. it from you. Uh, Diane Mua, you know, who is going to open her own restaurant at some point, but she's doing a Valentine's Day pop-up. And you can go to her site. It, I think it's dianemuapopup.com or muapopup.com. And she is um, she's selling these gorgeous cakes. You can pre-order the cakes and then pick them up. She's also got a couple. She's got a sweatshirt that says uh, that's kind of a, it, this is also a fundraiser for her. And for her, uh, you know, coming her restaurant, I love her sweatshirt that says "Don't suck today," <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of genius. I feel like I yes. need one. So she's, but you can pick it up. You'll pick it up in the Kalita parking lot. You can, and so get your pre-order in though, because I think they'll sell out. Oh yeah, that's going to be a good one. Do you, yeah. Does it say what kind of food or? She's no, she. It's just cakes. It's, oh, okay, um, cakes. Yeah, love it's, it. it's a lot of great sweets. In fact, I'll pull it up. Here it is. Um, you know, and of course, she's like this crazy. Um, beautiful baker, and so you can do um, a ra- a raspberry and lychee cake. She's got a chocolate mousse cake with strawberries that Yum. is outstandingly gorgeous. She's also got shortbreads, raspberry chocolate truffles, pistachio and strawberry chocolate bars, all sorts of things. I love it. Um, okay, if you want like something that's going to be kind of like real datey and fun, the Dakota. Oh, so you're going to see vocalist Sophia Shirai and pianist Tommy Barbarella. Yeah. And they're going to perform a mix of jazz and pop. And it's got a four course prefee menu for oh. $125 per person. And you guys 
Remy is doing great food over at the Dakota. That is such a great room to see live music. Yeah. Like I just am getting all like hot and bothered thinking about that night. That would be my jam. That's awesome. Um, Okay. Just on the real outrageous end, but if you do you, the Hewing Hotel has a $2,500 proposal package. Oh. It includes a corner suite hotel room, a five-course dinner, and a private photographer. So if you're thinking about popping the old question on Valentine's Day, (laughs) the Hewing Hotel might be your place to do it. Okay. That's just fun. That is just fun. Fun, fun, fun. And last but not least, Big Bowl. Sometimes this is a great spot to go with kids, just hanging around. Rosedale, Roseville. Uh, Kurt just loves the Big Bowl in the Gallery in Edina. And they've got mango cheesecake, some special dishes that they're doing for Valentine's Day. Um, I would also want to shout out that this is not a Valentine's Day like thing, but if you're like, it's not a special, but this, uh, I did the whole spa thing at Lifetime, you know, where like I go to the Lifetime in, in Edina in Southdale, you get a spa treatment. So you can like book a massage or whatever, and then you can use the club the whole day. I was thinking someone was saying that they, people do that for date night. I like it. Like they go, they work out together, they hang out, then they go get like spa treatments, Love it. like, and then they go and eat in the sushi restaurant, which is really good. I had great wings and sushi there. So okay, it's kind of lifetime. A, it's like a whole fun. I love it. Full day package, right? Great. I know there it is. Okay, those are our Valentine's Day ideas. We'll be right back. You have a few more minutes. <laughs> Oh, I apparently have a few more minutes. You have like, never mind. We're wrapping up now. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, <laughs> no, we're good. 15 we're good. years later, I'll get the clock figured no, out. we're good. Love you guys. We'll be back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. We are being joined by Mike DeCamp from Butcher and the Boar. Are you there, Mike? Are you there? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have him he, on the line. I wasn't able to. I'm going to call him right away right now. Though. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well. Here's the deal, you guys. We have... I'm just going to see if he's calling We me. went to Butcher and the Boar. Steph's been twice right this number? week. I went once this week. Um, it is the new location that is in the North Loop. Well, let's but, set it up to what happened. Yeah. So, because I know a lot of people were wondering exactly about how... And it is kind of confusing. Yeah, it is. So, what happened was... So, what happened was that, um, you know, the Butcher, Butcher and the Boar opened up in 2012. And it was Jack Rebel, Tim Rooney... Um, created this really amazing restaurant. It was a it was a stunner, right? It was really about American craft cooking and about you know sausages and and you know just craft American. So they had a huge bourbon statement. They have that penny bar, you know, and it was on uh, Hennepin Avenue. And I think what was really cool was like they just were like they were just trying to do something that was very that would feel comfortable, but was, was elevated amazing. in the in the dishes that you think about. They kind of gave us the moment of the Buffalo Brussels sprouts, I yes. think, and set that bar real high. Um, you know, obviously, there were some changes in the mix while it was open. Jack left. Rooney passed away. Um, you know, ownership changed hands. It eventually closed in 2020 with the pandemic. There was some bad blood with some of the financial situations. And then um, a couple years ago or a year or so ago, uh, there was a, sort of a thing where people were like, it's going to open again. There's a lot of rumors in the industry. Who bought it? What's going to happen? Well, what happened was, is that the Cascade uh, organization, which is Crave and everything else, they bought the place. They bought the building. And so what they did is they reopened Butcher's Tail in the building, but they didn't buy the name and they didn't buy the intellectual property of the sausages. So 
that was bought by Jester. So Jester Corporation or, or Concepts, which is, of course, Burrow and Parlor and everybody else, they decided that they were still going to open something. Okay. Mike, are you there? You Sorry, you have to give me a second just so I can oh. get them on. But I have them on just okay, um, that's fine. putting just them on know. right now. And so basically oh, they oh, had... Um, they were uh they were um I, I lost my place. Okay, so Jester bought it and they were gonna open it and they looked around, they looked around, they looked at many spaces because they were trying to find something that would open it, open it in a in in a in a new space, yeah. but still in Minneapolis, right? So uh so here we are. They finally found a space. It happens to be in Bassett Creek, or not in Bassett Creek, it's the Bassett Creek office building in North Loop, which is off of Washington, which is like the main drag of Nine oh one North Third. Right. So it's just a little bit off. It's behind bunkers. It's behind Smack Shack. It's behind, you know, that way. And it was my old office building. Funny enough, the MSP Mag offices is the space that they chose to renovate. So it's a little weird. It was a little weird for us to get in there and be like, wait, what? This is a new door. You know, I love it. Do we got him? Yeah. Okay. You there, Mike? I, I am yes. Okay, marvelous. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, we have uh, we have Mike DeCamp on. Mike DeCamp, obviously, you know, former Twin Cities chef, still a chef. It's not like you died or anything. But there was uh, <laughs> you. But you are now a partner with Jester Concepts. You're more out of the kitchen. You're more in terms of creating and making things happen for the company. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I kind of keep the train running, I suppose. I suppose. Uh, you could you could say so. That's lovely. So now you've been instrumental, obviously, and you knew. You know, uh, the Jack Rebel, who, of course, passed away uh, not too long ago. And this was a very big, this was important to keep Jack's, you know, vision of what Butcher and the Boar was when you guys opened it. Tell us a little bit about how you decided to make, you know, to like kind of walk that path. Well, we, my, my partner, my partner Brent and I, we've always loved Butcher and the Boar. It was always a, it was always a great restaurant. I remember when it opened, uh, there was, there was kind of some shared uh, relationships between the team I was working with at La Belle Vie and Solera and, uh, and and the team that was opening up Butcher and the Boar, you know, Rooney and Jack. And we'd known Jack for a long time. Jack was a former chef at La Belle Vie. When, 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 we heard that, when we heard that it was closing, Brent and I both looked at each other and just said, that's way too soon for that to close. There's no reason right. that uh, Butcher and the Boar should be closing. And we felt that it was a shame that it closed. And we... Everybody has memories of it, and and I love that they can hold on to those memories. And we're we're uh, we're a very memory forward uh, group, uh, hence the opening it back up in the five ten. But uh, it 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 was something that we thought was gone too soon, and we wanted to bring back in a way to honor the legacy of Jack. You know, we knew that Jack uh, we Jack was still um, still with us before we had uh, officially acquired everything and all that. But we we chatted with him a few times and made sure he was okay with it and, and he was so that it's, was a big part of the reason it feels i was saying to stephanie like it feels like the butcher and boar that you remembered and that you are nostalgic about and the dishes you're nostalgic about but in a little bit fresher a little more modern north loop-esque feel that feels so right on after the pandemic well, that's beautiful to hear because, you know, the the nostalgia is what you go for, but you you can't make a carbon copy of a thing and yep. put it somewhere else. It's it it just wouldn't work. So it was important for us to to do that. We when we when we talked about this from the beginning, it was very much let's let's focus on things that were good, that people remember, the big points that were on the menu, 
the decoration touches uh, around the aesthetics around the restaurant, but not over the top. And let's let's open up Butcher and the Boar in 2023. Yeah. If, if ten years later we were going to open, they were. When we we uh, we used uh, Shea Design to to do a lot of the uh, well to do the design obviously and the architecture work and we told them they did the original space uh, and we said if you were going to do it again this year what would you do and that was the direction we gave them and this is what uh, this is what uh, we both. Uh, came up with and it was funny because of the day that i was i was in there to kind of do the tour david shea was also there he had popped in (laughs) this is what david shea did he went and sat in all the seats (laughs) he was sitting in different parts of the restaurant and just like getting the feel of it and looking at lighting and thinking about you know comfort levels and he was sort of measuring it and and i thought that was marvelous and i said what was it about you know this that was hard for you and he was like it wasn't hard he's like but it was the challenge was to to take a vision of, you know, when what we'd worked at in the past and bring it forward and meld it with the vision that, you know, Brent and Mike had had. Yeah. And that that's the challenge. But it was also the thrill. And so that, I think, was really cool that you guys and you can feel that you can feel little bits of jester throughout, but it's melded with a very big butcher in the boar vibe. And we're talking a lot about like the aesthetics of the restaurant, but I felt like that also carried through in the food. Because you had yeah. some of these nostalgic favorites like the long rib and the the Brussels sprouts uh, that are buffalo, buffalo style. Yet one of the best things I had was the wood grilled snapper that was a fish dish that I didn't really think of what you're in the context of fish too much. How did you guys? Well, mo- I appreciate Yeah. How did you like ahead, think Kevin. about modernizing or bringing it forward? Well, a lot of the, I'm, I'm not going to take any credit for the menu. That was really Ian Gray and uh, Wyatt Evans. Uh, Wyatt Evans, our culinary director, Ian Gray, the chef at uh, Butcher and the Boar. They they really uh, knocked it out of the park. I think they they uh, they did such a great job. It, it, like like you said, the oft underlooked fish dishes at uh, at, at meat meateries, uh, so yep. to speak. But uh, you know, I think three of the best dishes on the menu are fish. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I, I I think that that's that as I go around talking to the table this week when we're doing pre-opening uh, pre friends and family meals, it's it's what I tell them to get. Um, not because uh, not because we don't like I don't like the old stuff, but I think that it's just such a surprise. It's not why they're they're there because we're their friends and we want to show the restaurant to them and we want their feedback. But they're also there to try things that we want to make sure they try. Yeah, you know, I mean, I. Then the fish dishes being such a, I remember I was talking to uh, Atop last night and I was telling them all about the fish and I, and then they're like, well, aren't you guys, you know, isn't Butcher the Boar known for this or that? And I said, yes. And those will always be on the menu, but try fish. It, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be known for fish too. So right. it was, it, it's great to have options like that for people. And have you had anybody in who's been like, you know, who has never set foot or didn't know anything about the former Butcher and the Boar and had any sort of reaction to this place for you? And nobody that I've talked to specifically, but we have taken, uh, oddly enough, we have taken a few walk-ins uh, yeah. from the neighborhood and chatted with them a little bit. And uh, they are excited. We're in the neighborhood. I didn't ask them if they've been in the old space, yeah. but I think they're they're new to the area, so I would assume. Right. So yeah. they 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 don't uh, they don't have any memory uh, right. of what what was so. And it still that's works. That's nice. the thing. Yeah. yeah. In such yeah. a huge way. So, Mike, talk talk to us a little bit about the phase two, the char bar that's coming. Well, you know, uh, Jester Concepts is nothing uh, like 
<laughs> like a challenge. So two <laughs> two concepts in the same space is right. is fun for us. Yeah. Um, so the char bar is going to be our kind of more progressive cocktail uh, area, little lounge. It's about, it's about 35, 40 seats back there. Different, uh, kind of a different vibe. Similar, yet different vibe. Uh, still same timbers in the ceiling, glass, warm uh, warm aesthetic. The, lighting's will, the lighting will be low, nice and amber. Wood floor. Um, it's going to be more, cocktails will be more progressive than uh, the main bar at Butcher and the Boar where the main bar focuses on classics and kind of a different twists on classics all the way down to NA uh, styles of those classics. But uh, the char bar will be more progressive and the food will be a little more casual. So we have the sausages that are on composed dishes out in the dining room. They'll be, they'll maybe they'll be served in a bun in the, in the char bar, you know, there'd probably be a burger back there. Just, just some, some more, Casual things, but progressive cocktails. So kind of put a put it love it. Flip, flip the flip the situation around. I, I love it. We've been talking with Mike DeCamp, who's a partner with Jester Concepts, who is just uh, in the process of opening Butcher and the Boar in North Loop. This is the one that is on uh, in the Bassett Creek building off of Third Street. And you guys open officially on February seventh. Um, and tell yeah. us, how are you? Is it our our reservation sold out? How are you doing with that? Well, um, if you want to get a reservation, you should try real soon. Yeah. Um, next week is next week is looking pretty full, but uh, we have some some availability further on. Uh, Valentine's Day, uh, unsurprisingly, sold out uh, very uh, rapidly. Right, right. <laughs> but uh, you know, there uh, there's we take walk-ins at the bar uh, every night, uh, so the bar is uh, not not reserved reserved like we do at PS Steak, but uh, available for walk-ins and. Have a little bit of room, so That's if, awesome. you, if you if you're flexible with your time, yeah, yeah, you got to be a little bit flexible. That's awesome. Well, and it's going to be dinner only every open seven days. Open seven days, uh, four o'clock, four to eleven Sunday through Thursday, and four to twelve on Friday and Saturday. Okay, love it. All right, everybody, it was lovely. Thanks, Mike, for being on and giving us the inside scoop on on how it all came together. And I'm sure that we'll see many weekly dish listeners at the bar because I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Say hi if you're say hi if you're in. We'll see you soon. Okay, sure. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We had such a good time chatting with Mike DeCamp about Butcher and Boar. Yeah, Stephanie, we both ate there this week. Mm-hmm. And can we just talk a little bit about a couple things? Sure. What I one of the things I really liked about the cocktail menu in particular was it. They have like six signature cocktails. And the first is like the classic. So they have the classic old fashioned. Yeah. Then the next line is their kind of take on the classic old fashioned. And then the third line is their mocktail version of the old fashioned. And so for each of these six signature cocktails that are, you know, Manhattan, uh, Margarita, Gin Martini, they have a mocktail version of that. Yeah, I like that. And I went and I wasn't drinking. I was drinking the mocktails instead. And the mocktails were super thoughtful. And like I had a chai um, take on an old fashioned. It was chai. It was the whiskey mash, tea, spices, and a little bit of sugar. Yeah. So it was like a chai, but it did kind of taste like an old fashioned. Yeah. It was just really thoughtful and really interesting. I'd heard that that was really good. I wanted to get that and then I didn't get like I'd already had all my drinks and I was kind of done. Yeah. (laughs) But I thought about it and I thought because a lot of people try to do NA old fashions and it's hard. So I'd heard that it was a really good rendition, so I'm excited to go back. It to was, that. and there's like four non-alcoholic beers on the menu, which also I thought was extensive. Um, 
another thing that I really thought was was good uh, was we started with the oysters, which are always good. But they had this dish that, like, so far, 2022 is one of the best things I've eaten. Oh, wow. That blue crab beignet. Did you eat that? Yes. They were like, they served them and they looked like a crab hush puppy. So you're like, oh, it's going to be like a hush puppy. And here's the, you know, chipotle remoulade sauce. Yep. And then you dip your little hush puppy-ish thing in there and you take a bite. And it's not like a hush puppy. It's ethereal and it's it's um, airy and it's crabby forward and it's less dough. And it's just like almost like a puff. Yeah. So good. It's a beignet. It's like a donut. But like way but different than even like if you go to Cafe de Mon and you have beignets, they're really more doughy inside. Yep. They, these were like, I can't even describe how much I loved them. Good. Both Ellie and I were like, whoa, because it, it was way better than you think it's going to be yeah. and way better than you've had. Oh, good. Good, good, loved good. Loved it. Good. Yeah, no, I had all good stuff. And I mean, we had like, uh, we had the grits, you know, that were the cheesy grits and those were delicious. Yeah. I saw somebody at the next table had a crab, um, or I'm sorry, had a wedge salad that looked like what I would, I, you know, I love a wedge. I want you to have the crispy veal sweetbreads. Have you had those? I didn't get those. They weren't on my menu because we all had separate menus to order from. And so I didn't get to have those. They were like a lot of celery and the leaves and the like thinly sliced hearts Yeah, with blue cheese, buffalo sauce, and then the sweetbreads. And it was like fried chicken, but they were veal sweetbreads in this delicious salad. Yeah. Both Ellie and I loved that. That's good. And kind of unexpected because sweetbreads, you're usually like, uh, you're a little worried about was, them. They were fantastic. Um, I also heard the pimento cheese was delicious yeah. and delightful. Um, we had the chicken. We tried the chicken and that was so good. And it had like a tzatziki, I think, underneath it or something. Uh-huh. But there was... Because I haven't had the chicken. It had a little bit of a Mediterranean feel and it was quite delicious. It was really great. Yeah. And Ian Gray, you know, he had that food truck. He's done a lot with goats. He's really expert at lamb. Yeah. So some of these alternative meats, I think, are going to be fun to see how they pop up throughout the menu. Right. Okay. Oh, and the green chorizo, by the way. Yeah, I didn't have that. That was a sausage that was incredible. So good. Okay, here's some stuff that's going on around town. I want to make sure that we get some of these things in um, that the... uh, First of all, I wanted to let you guys know that the Royal Craft Foundry, you may have heard that they are closing... But they are not closing now. So they had this whole thing where they, you know, lawless distilling closed and then it kind of got packaged up that Royal was going to close too. They, it seems that they have found uh, a group of investors who have stepped up and offered to buy the place, which that's a story I love, right? So and that's gonna, the one that's right next to Ladonia. Yes. So that's in the Harrison neighborhood next to Ladonia. So great. So that's kind of fun. And hopefully that'll rejuvenate and, you know, keep them open. Yeah. They were kind of always a fun space. I will honest, they were a lot of gin focused stuff. I don't I don't remember drinking there a lot, but I just remember I've always thought it was kind of fun. Um another piece of news just to let you know that the Four Bells space where Anne Ahmed is opening a restaurant, she's let the name out as Guy Noy. I'm so excited about that. It's going to be spot real too. great, you guys. It's it's sort of named after the little bird rice, you know, the sticky rice. Um but she's on a trip to Southeast Asia and doing all these great places and you should follow along and see what she's finding. Cause she's really honing her menu and figuring out the concept while she's over there to bring it back here. But that space is like three levels of good stuff. Don't forget rooftop, that huge private dining space that had like a 20 top table in it. And then that has its own little kitchen. And then the downstairs had is huge. Yum. So, and they're going to be open before Pride, like maybe even this spring. But Which would be great. It's going to be great.
So wanted to make sure we let you guys know about that. Um, what I wanted to tell you is I remember I was going to tell you about a pizza place in Stillwater. So Melt Pizza Company, have you heard about them? Mm-hmm. So they have been popping up all over the place. They're kind of interesting, you guys. They are a Detroit-style pizza place, but they really are cooking Italian-Filipino-American fusion comfort food. So the Filipino thing in there is real interesting to me. Like, really excited to see what they come up with. They are, they are in, they're taking over the Lolito space in Stillwater. Um, that's down off of Main Street. But they are in a moment of they're just kind of really getting it going, but they're doing takeout only, like Fridays and Saturday. And so they have uh, takeout tonight if you want to give them a shot if you're down in that area. But they have some really interesting looking pizzas. They've got like a carbonara pasta on there that interests me. There's some interesting stuff. I'm kind of, this is one that's on my radar. I like it. Yeah. Um, What else? Okay, well, the Lake Minnetonka Klondike Dog Derby is happening. I don't know if you have any feelings about dog racing, but out on Excelsior, it is all Huskies. It's like a Husky (laughs) world out there funny which is kind of fun yeah and they have the cutest little they have like dog meet and greets you can go and hang out with these mushers and then there's bonfires and like s'mores and all sorts of like your perfect outdoor winter weekend I love is it. in excelsior is what i'm saying i'm gonna be at malcolm yards on sunday for the david bowie um, oh you are gonna outdoor go film yep I will be at uh, Iron Bartender, by the way, which is Are happening. You back doing Iron Bartender? The fi- it's the finals on Sunday night at Amsterdam Bar. If anybody wants to come, it's the finals. I'm judging. I'm not announcing. But I get to like hang out and like really get some of the good stuff. I'm not quite sure who's in the finals yet, but I know that there's a lot of talented bartenders competing for the iron. Um, but if you don't go there, I would say that if you go to a place on Sunday night, it should be Scalvin Distillery. Yeah, because they have got uh, a, a Kyoto Bar legend. Um, I think it's Tomo Tomoiki Sakina, and he's from Nokushita Seven One One or Seven Eleven, which is you know this really great cocktail bar in Japan, and they're doing all sorts of good stuff there. So go Fun. see them. All right, we're done. Yeah, I'm have going a to Fargo. Great weekend, everybody, get out. Ciao, ciao.